0: Hey, Seth Krakowski, how are you doing this week? I'm
1: doing pretty good. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. I am Zach Hall. Welcome to another episode of Space Explored's Space Time Podcast. This week we are going to be talking about uh, basically the the state of space in 2021. Um, last week I was joined by uh, my good friend Alex Orfanos, to talk about some of the highlights that I picked from 2020 uh, from each month. This week we're going to be do something a little bit different where we look at each company and kind of summarize what their 2020 was like, you know, and then and then use that as kind of a launch platform to see what's coming in 2021 from those companies. Um, so, Seth, I'll let you lead this week. Let's get off.
1: Yeah, well, so we had an interesting year this year with with the pandemic, and I think at the beginning of the year we didn't really expect what we kind of saw happen when when things we saw all the NASA centers close and and companies were closing their factories. We're kind of like. What is it even going to mean for like space? I,
0: like, I, I remember writing a story on uh, Space Explorer that I think it was based on a political report that was, um, NASA was instructed, instructed everyone, you know, uh, agency wide to mm-hmm. practice like a simulation of what it would be like to telework and kind of like stress test yep. their systems for teleworking. And it was like, you know, just to be clear, this isn't happening. It's just a test. Uh, you know, and it was like in, I was thinking, <laughs> and, eh, it's not going to happen. And then, like, it happened. It happened. Yeah, <laughs> it totally it was, happened. When in the last time I was doing interviews ever at uh, Kennedy at the the Space Center for, in the media building, I was doing an interview in a in an office that was open, and the calendar was March 2020. And it was like that whoever worked in that office left in March and they've been teleworking since then. It's like a time <laughs> time capsule. <so. laughs>
1: I haven't been the press. I haven't been in the press office since uh, what was it, January thirty first, I think, or January thirtieth. So yeah. like, yeah. So yeah, in oh, the before God, times. This. Yeah, so like, the, kind of the expectation. Like, I was not expecting. I think a lot of us were expecting really like no launches to happen, like other than DoD launches and, and Prime Science launches from NASA. That was kind of like what they were saying that the only launches, the only like projects that would be able to work on was national security launches and uh, like things considered mission critical for yeah. for NASA. And so like crew launch, we were spending probably hopefully still crew launch, hopefully still a crew launch. And then, uh, you know, Perseverance had the launch that year. And and uh, of course, we had plenty of national security launches. But then Starlink got thrown in there as national security <laughs> in air quotes so, because yeah. the DoD apparently is interested in, in Starlink. And of course, they yeah, makes, make launch. Sense. And SpaceX got that done. We had plenty of launches this year still. Pretty, a really big year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Of course, we had, like, closures across the country, fall centers. And one of those countries that, uh, companies that got pretty, uh, hit pretty hard was Virgin Galactic. Yeah. Uh, launching out Virgin Galactic flying out of, trying to fly out of Spaceport America this year mm-hmm. instead of their regular home base in Mojave. Um, they wanted to, to fly out of their commercial Spaceport. And, in, guess in New Mexico, kind of, right? In New Mexico, yeah, yeah. I guess this is kind of the the downside of, uh, of flying out of a commercial spaceport rather than like military installations like Cape Canaveral or Vandenberg, because New Mexico just said, "Nope, it's closed. You can't work." Yeah, <laughs> and because of COVID, and it just they couldn't do anything. Uh, they did were able to get um, a glide test done back in May, which mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Um, they glide tested the Unity down into the. Uh, uh, and landed it, and also, I guess you can say it was supposed to be a flight, but I guess they did a really good abort test. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I want to like you. It's a test flight, so like you got to have your bar super super low. And this is this
0: happens. is like a suborbital space plane they were talking about, right?
1: Yeah, the Unity, the suborbital space plane. Yeah, and yeah. they did their their drop test. They want to do their first flight, the space mm-hmm. or roughly space. Yeah, yeah. um, <laughs> Carmen line yeah and um and they they did a good they did a trap test and they aborted the the launch just before ignition and so they did a rule and, and they landed it safely um they did some good you know testing with the their carrier aircraft as well during that mm-hmm. um which i guess you can kind of say it's a success they they didn't luckily you know no one was lost as they do have pilots on those mm-hmm. um yeah. and They had a really good test done, but that was really all they did other than joining. Oh, yeah. They also joined uh, the NASA Flight Opportunities Program. Mm -hmm. Um, So NASA has been interested in in suborbital flight. I mean, I guess you can say from the beginning, but... uh,
0: It's an opportunity. I mean, it's right in the name. It's an
1: opportunity. Yeah. so You can conduct
0: experiments uh, in you know, real space that doesn't require uh six month, you know, it's duration on the space station. You can do it in yeah, ten minutes much, on a space plane. It's much
1: cheaper and, and, and much e- much easier to do. Yeah. And uh yeah, so they were able to join that and so they already flown no, sorry, not them. Um but uh yeah so they they've already well they've already flown payloads on their missions before for World, just not a part of the flight opportunities program just yet. Yeah, they were going to do that on their first uh, orbital flight, which was aborted. So, which is actually usually, if a if a flight aborts, you lose your payload. Uh huh. Um, they didn't get to lose. They didn't lose a payload, which is yeah. something you could say is a pro for their for the their opportunity. Them and um
0: D- didn't get far enough to lose it. <laughs> yeah, they didn't,
1: <laughs> they didn't <get> far <laughs> enough to lose it. That's true. Yeah, but for twenty twenty one, I think Virgin Galactic could have a really great year. I mean, yeah. Uh, they learn. I mean, they're they're a little bit of a slower company to get off the ball and get rolling.
0: There's no issue with funding there. though, with with Richard Branson behind it. Yeah, and they've got a schedule. They've got a, You know, the, also in 2021 or 2020, they had a new CEO. So um, the existing CEO mm-hmm. is still on, um, but but he was more like. Let's establish the technology and, you know, I'm leading with expertise. And as they shift toward, you know, in 2020, they had, they had, um, they, they had just gone public and had their first earnings call and everything. And they, oh, have, that's right. Yeah. And they have this new, um, you know, program where they, they, they'd been taking reservations before, like to be a future customer of Virgin Galactic and to go to space for a few minutes, uh, on a mm-hmm. space plane. Um, and they've, they've really been pushing that program and they've got more reservations. Um, so that's, that's, but, but they, they picked a new CEO and kept on the old CEO in a new position. That's more like, you know, chief scientist or something like that. And the new CEO comes from, from Disney. So, um, he's more, you know, customer facing, um, big picture strategy in terms of being a, a a customer focused business. And, um, You know, that'll, that'll mean a lot more whenever they're actually interacting with customers more than just taking in reservations. But I think we discussed a few weeks ago that they've got, um, three test flights on the books before they, they become operational. The last one, including Richard Branson. Um. Mm -hmm. That being like the demonstration of, look, here, here's a, here's, here's the, the founder of the company. It's safe to fly on this thing. Um, and then maybe there's like a whole regulatory season that, <laughs> who knows how long that'll last, but, uh, it's, oh least my these,
1: gosh, the, I can't the, imagine. <laughs> yeah. At least, at least the
0: next, the, the three demonstrations won't, won't require that because they're all just for, for testing. But, uh, I mean, people yeah. are on board. So it's, it's, you know, in terms of the pilots and so there's, I think there's, there's, there's one with pilots. There's one with pilots and I think mission specialists and there's one with, that plus Richard Branson, so we've got those I three. Think, yeah,
1: Richard Branson. Richard Branson. When we see him fly, like that's their final mission before they start flying crew. Yeah. I can't imagine. You, you mentioned the regular regulatory process, which I didn't <laughs> even think about. Like that's going <laughs> to include NASA because NASA wants to fly astronauts yeah. on there for first um, zero G training uh-huh. and other and other uh, experiments. And then FAA is going to get involved for uh-huh. you know t- doing tourist transportation Air. on there, yeah. And Airspace. like, <laughs> and I'll just like I'm like, oh, they're going to go through every single small little detail because they've yeah. had they've had failed flights, mm-hmm. you know. They have they they did sadly lose two uh two pilot uh the pilot two pilots I can't remember um a few years ago, and like that's going to be a process to go yeah. through that. Yeah, so. Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But no, hopefully next year we see, hopefully um, my hope is probably two flights, at least two flights.
0: Yeah. We, we can start saying this year too, by the way, because we're, we're, we're so, in, we're, you know, we're, it's the last day of 2020. So it's, we're looking at like actually this 2021, you know, we're in it.
1: We're literally going to be, yeah, 2021 in less than a day.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and they're not a brand new company. They've been around for a long, long time. A long, yeah. long, long time. And yep. they're just now getting to where it's not just, theory it's action that you can see demonstrated mm-hmm. and that's what's so exciting is if you're just now tuning in to what's happening in the space industry there's a lot of actionable demonstrable stuff happening where you're not yeah. quite there as a you know where, where you can just like buy a ticket and go but you're also not just here's a concept plane <laughs> let's develop
1: yeah because that's yeah. happened a lot this year like we because mm-hmm. we'll, we'll talk about you know spacex and and uh, and Rocket Lab and uh, mm-hmm. a few other companies like down the road, but like a lot of the things that have been building up over the last like eight years or so yeah. are all kind of finally finishing up. And another the company that that similar to Virgin, which is actually because they're part of the same company, Virgin Orbit,
0: part part of part of Virgin Group, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, also, kind of had that like same kind of like okay, this is our year, like twenty twenty is our year, like to yeah. do it
0: in January, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, and uh, yeah, before before for the pandemic and they were able to do their demo launch in May, <laughs> uh which so, so, Virgin, mean,
0: so just, just to compare. So Virgin Galactic is, a, you, you can be a oh, customer yeah. and go on a suborbital space plane. You're, mm-hmm. you're not an astronaut, but you can be a scientist. You can, you know, you can train as an astronaut. Um, or you can just be a tourist. who spends a lot of money to go to space for 10 minutes or so. Um, and they, and Virgin Galactic shut off like their interior and they wanted to be super luxurious. Um, oh yeah. Uh, really, really oh, nice. Yeah. So, so that's Virgin Galactic. Virgin Orbit is, um, it involves planes a 747 with a custom rocket launcher wing on the side and this is for small payloads, you know, CubeSats, small satellites, that kind of thing. Um, you know, things that you can you want to put in orbit. Um, uh, so Virgin Orbit and they launch from a 747. Uh, I think it's called Cosmic Girl is the name yep. of the plane and then um uh, launcher 1, I think is the name of the rocket. Yes. Uh and that's th- that drops from the wing of the plane and then the idea is you can launch them anywhere because the plane can take off from anywhere and then the rocket can be in unique orbits and all this stuff. Um, they yeah. just haven't done it yet. <laughs> so, but this is been yeah. the, the year of the demonstration.
1: They, they've, had, they've done captive carriage tests where they've just flown with the rocket attached, which actually, fun fact, it's actually not a custom wing. It's a modified wing. Because it's a modified 40s, wing. It's intended to be – Because 747s actually come attached with all the um, – uh, the structure and the infrastructure in that like left wing yeah. to actually fly a fifth engine
0: right? Yeah. For,
1: for transportation purposes, just because you can't really fly them elsewhere. And it kind of just makes sense as a flyer on another 747 elsewhere, if you need a new engine. Right. So uh, they just modified it to hold the extra weight of that launcher one rocket. Uh-huh. And so they've done, they've done tests but they've flown around with it. They've done, um, I don't think this is this tw- late 2019. I believe they did the drop test where they just, flow and just flew and a a launch that dropped a dummy rocket into the ocean hmm. um and sorry, that gosh. was cool to- <laughs> sorry fish yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i hope yeah and, and that one they said that one looked well so they came up with may actually well first thing we should talk about is that when the pandemic did hit yeah um, they actually produced uh mass producible ventilators because that was a whole issue in the beginning of the pandemic was we needed more ventilators uh-huh. that was like, and everyone in mean, aerospace industry kind of came together on this one, you know, yeah. uh, you know, Elon Musk was just paying for them or, and, and paying yeah. for, uh, all these other equipment, just sending them to hospitals. And we saw ULA and, uh, blue origin and, uh, Virgin galactic, uh, Virgin orbit. I started like, to produce face shields and, and mm. all this other stuff. And they actually came up with their own, uh, ventilator that could be mass produced, which was yeah. really cool to see and, and help the, uh, the industry, uh, the medical industry. Yeah,
0: if you go back and listen to the first episode of Space Time, I got to interview uh, Virgin Orbit's uh, like VP of, of special projects, and uh, his name is Will Pomerantz. He's just such a nice guy, and we talked mostly about Cine Space Center and the origin of its name and kind mm-hmm. of the, the the reason why it should probably be renamed. Um, yep. But but we talked a little bit about what Virgin Orbit does, and um, he got to speak to, to, the, to the 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 you know what the ventilator process was like and uh, and that so yeah
1: isn't yeah that was cool so yeah and then come may um they're able to do their demo launch this is going to be they, they'll launch a, pay, a dummy payload into orbit on a launcher one kind of like the big first step was actually to that to that's that's, that's the demo. goal at
0: least of the WD that's the goal
1: sadly it didn't actually make it the orbit it aborted mm-hmm. i think it was like 20 seconds after ignition uh, yeah. or 20 seconds after drop um they kind of have like they, they, I think they start their T minus like T minus zeros. a drop not ignition like most other
0: companies. Sure,
1: but yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was and they they said they learned a lot.
0: So another and, Pacific Ocean bound, well, you know, rocket. The plane landed fine. They got to use all the. I mean, it wasn't for nothing. They learned a lot about data. Yeah, uh, and when collection. you when you talk
1: about demo launches, like it, it, as long as it doesn't, as long as no, as long as everyone can come away from it, walk away from it, just fine. Yeah. It was a success. Yeah, uh, because really demo launches are just about. Really, just okay. Let's just see if this like kind of. Let's just see if it works. Like yep. we've done all this testing. Let's just see if it can actually do it in it's the like real if world. If it's
0: flawless, we'll move move to the next process. But it, you know, if, the idea is not, the first of many tests. Yeah.
1: You might as well fail on a dummy payload than on a billion dollar NASA scientific mission payload. Sure. So yeah. you might as well have these failures sooner rather than later. And we were supposed to hopefully see demo two, which was. Their next attempt to launch a payload mm-hmm. this year.
0: Yep. Same, same again, process, just, but lessons applied from the first experience.
1: Yes, and but also but sadly, due to COVID, again that got pushed to next year.
0: Yeah, so, they were already working with a skeleton crew of just you know so few people, and um, I don't think they outright said it, but it sounded like there was there, there was COVID nineteen exposure, and so if not on the team and in the area, and so it was necessary to. Um, you know, halt what they were doing and they got as far once they resumed, they got as far as, as the final wet dress rehearsal for it. So I think, I think they said it in, you know, mid January or, or early mm-hmm. January, they think they'll be able to to pull this, this next demo two mission off. So, Hey, one thing you look forward to in 2021, like in just a few weeks, the next Virgin Orbit uh, demo demo flight with a uh, cosmic girl and launcher one.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat, I'm somewhat excited about Virgin Orbit because like, cause, like it, air launch has been done like uh, North and, and has always kind of seemed to be not viable in a commer- as a commercial product. Sure. Uh we've had we have Pegasus, which is currently operated by Northrop Grumman. Used to be Orbital ATK. Used to then be Orbital Sciences. That company's just been bought up so many times, yeah. but uh, they they have that, and uh, that has pretty much dead. Uh, like no, there's no more vehicles there are no more contracts to launch that rocket
0: anymore and, and, and that's so that's contract driven versus consumer driven and this you know we're seeing and, and there's a big trend in 2020 was the, yeah. the execution of commercial commercial customers and not just government contracts and
1: yeah and they contracts. don't have and, and Pegasus has nothing they don't have commercial contracts or government contracts so uh, I'm they seem very adamant that uh, this is going to work. <laughs> Yeah, And this is going to be commercial viable and I'm super excited to see it happen Cause air launch is cool. Like air launch is like super, super cool. It's kind of like the craziest looking kind of launch in the world.
0: So, and again, you've they, got Richard Branson behind it. So the, the money aspect doesn't, the money is our... not
1: going to leave. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Whereas if you just started out, this would be too big of a thing to try probably.
1: Yeah, so. totally. And so in 2021, we're looking at hopefully demo two, uh-huh. uh hopefully their first commercial payload or their first operational payload as well later in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, both Virgin, Orbit, and Virgin, Galactic countries, they've been slowly building up to this point where they yeah. can now finally do it. And right. so uh, hopefully Again, they a start... To to of, <laughs> a great time to tune in. A great time to tune in the space because everything's kind of starting to pop off and hopefully they start accelerating their progress and we're going to see more, much more launches coming from them. Mm-hmm. Um, now, someone who has seemed to take a little downturn this year instead of accelerating up would be Boeing. They, they, they had a busy 2020. They had a really, well, they had a, lot of, had a busy 2020 fixing things.
0: Yes. Yeah, yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so both, after, in,
0: both in flight and space flight.
1: They launched their orbital flight test for Starliner, which is the second um, capsule in the commercial crew program. You have SpaceX with their Dragon capsule, which mm-hmm. we saw launch this year. Uh, and then there was Boeing with Starliner. And they did their uncrewed test flight. Or, which is called Orbital Flight Test, um, end of 2019. Uh-huh. It didn't – we had – we saw plenty of issues. I think we've talked about plenty of times the issues uh-huh. that it had trying to get to orbit and trying Six, to get –
0: 60-plus uh, issues. Yeah,
1: <laughs> A lot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it, it safely it, – it, I'll be honest, miraculously landed safely. I'll yes. be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and so now they kind of spent this year really fixing that yeah there was uh, a big 80- review
0: process between Boeing and NASA, and I think it was determined that SpaceX was under a lot more scrutiny in terms of NASA overseeing their process because they're brand new well, they're not brand yeah. new. they're they're nearly twenty years old but because they're brand new to to this you know operation it's a great um, flight, yeah yeah for for Boeing, they're a legacy partner for NASA, and so there just wasn't that same scrutiny, and there were I think the biggest issue. Was not having like unified testing where everything gets tested in, in, in one go. Um, start to finish that a lot of things were just assumed. And by assuming things and software, they were bugs. <laughs> and yeah, it was just this, yep. this big cataclysm of, of issues that became we, we actually can't get to orbit this way. Um, and so it was decided, I think NASA uh, called it, um, an, a, 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 they had Probably a frame.
1: They probably it called like, it an oversight or something on their end. That's probably
0: it was. What uh, it, was an answer, like, it was something like a near miss or something, or like like a near. It was like near something, but they had a term for it, which was like wasn't catastrophic, but it was nearly the catastrophic. And oh um, so, they, so the, you know, there's this whole process of go back and review all of the process, your processes of um, development. And integrate all of these processes, we're going to oversee them. And then Boeing is going to do, like you're mentioning the OFT2 test, so orbital flight test number two without crew, just to dock Starliner to the space station and mm-hmm. and bring it home safely and th- this time you know if it's a nasa thing then it's taxpayer funded in a large part um if it's uh in this case it's a do-over and boeing made the decision to, to pay for their own do-over because it's not nasa's fault and so it's not yeah. taxpayer funded at all they like <laughs> they like to make that uh point clear
1: <laughs> yeah yeah because that because it was weird because there was after the Oft t1 i guess we'll call it the first attempt right. of 2019 uh they were kind of just all saying, like, oh, I mean, we got, you know, we, we met a lot of our objectives. It was a really successful, successful flight. Yes. Uh, we're, we'll probably still be able to fly crew on the next flight, like, because if crew were on board, nothing would have gone wrong. And then as the months kind of continued on and we got more information, it turned into more of a, no, yeah, if this if crew was on this flight, it probably would have been pretty bad. Like, we, we would have probably had a, a disaster on our hands. So... Yeah. Um, and you know, I feel for the team. Of a- very important.
0: I feel for the team of astronauts who um, are assigned to fly on Starliner because you have to, in, in public, be very positive and patient. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got to be so frustrating. I mean, Sunita Williams it- is, is is like she named the capsule Calypso. I think um, mm-hmm. after it came it came back, and um, she's she's to be uh, on on there um,
1: because and- this capsule OFT-1 capsule was supposed to fly on, what was it crew the, the second crewed flight of Starliner, right?
0: Yeah, I think so, yeah.
1: Yeah, the first operational crewed flight of Starliner. Yeah, because they were the first ones that came out. They were before SpaceX. Like SpaceX was supposed to only, um, they weren't going to reuse their capsules for crew. They weren't going to reuse them for cargo. And then and Boeing was going to reuse them uh, for crew. And then, then finally, space like so got the approval to use it for crew as well. But, um, yeah, no, that was supposed to be, the yeah I think, the, I think the first operational flight. And now they kind of have to sit there and twiddle the thumbs as all the other astronauts, well, and, and, you know, and it, <laughs> they go fly. It, and they're kind of sitting there waiting on their flight.
0: It literally affects the team because, uh, if you recall, uh, Chris Ferguson, who was uh, – Veteran space shuttle commander. He, he dropped out of being on, on that crew because he, it was expected to happen in 20. I think uh, 18, 19, 20 well,
1: <laughs> and then, years ago,
0: you know, and now it's 2021. And um, his description was simple. He just has obligations with his family in 2021 that he can't miss, you know, mm-hmm. and it sounds pretty simple. Like it's not about the safety of the Starliner, but it's more like, I don't know, maybe a wedding or graduations or just, you know, being there with family and a time when, <laughs> yeah. when it's important. So I mean, he's um, been
1: an astronaut for a long time because yeah. he, he, sh- he was a shuttle astronaut several times, he was shuttle astronaut. Yeah. He flew on SCS-135. One, oh gosh, someone's going to kill me for not knowing the last shuttle number. I think it was 135. The final shuttle flight he was the commander of were uh-huh. uh, with Doug Hurley as the pilot. So, so it was would be significant
0: of, to have him on the next commercial, you know. the It was very
1: important to have him and Doug Hurley on the, on the two first crewed flights because they flew on the last shuttle mission. Kind of the more return the space we're returning these astronauts who just finished the program, to start a new program, and it's you know almost we're coming up wow well, well, a few months away from like one year anniversary of DM two already you know yeah. and uh, they he still hasn't flown so yeah it makes sense that he would have to you know step down it's, he's been on that for a long time working out he wasn't even a NASA astronaut he's a Boeing astronaut now so which is interesting. So, and another thing that Boeing is working on as well is that we have—they're the uh, prime contractor for uh, SLS, yeah, the Space Launch System, and the core stage is still sitting there in uh, uh, in SNS.
0: Yeah, this one gets a big pass from me, which may be frustrating for some folks, but um, you know, at Senus Space Center, um, which. Should be renamed because it's named after a, ra- a racist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> senator. Uh, should we do what
1: we did? Should we do what they did with uh, Washington and just call it the uh, the Mississippi Space Flight Center?
0: That was like the original name. It was the Mississippi Test Facility or something <laughs> like that. I mean, come on, for like all, most of its life. Uh, anyway, um, you know they get a pass because they had three hurricanes that that uh, directly. Um, oh, tar- yeah. You know, tar- oh, I forgot.
1: This is the year of the hurricanes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <they had> COVID-19
0: <laughs> shut things down for six weeks and then, you know, returned to a skeleton crew. Um, so I would think if not for COVID-19 and the hurricane season, that was, this wouldn't be a problem. It's not an SLS problem. It's not a Boeing or NASA problem or a space center problem. It's the yep. conditions made things go on a much harder timeline and, you know, and, and what we did see was pretty good. You know, they went through uh all but one of the, the test steps of the green run test, the last one being um let's let's fire this thing off for eight minutes and, and collect data from that. The only thing that happened was, you know, they, they had an issue at first with the wet dress rehearsal where they load the fuel and the propellant was um not cool enough, I think. Then they fixed that process and it was nearly perfect, but it shut down early and they don't know why, and they haven't said why yet. So they don't know if they need to like redo that again because it's supposed to Simulate you know, actually launching and with, yeah. with an early shutdown, they don't get there. So, um, that's kind of hanging out there. But again, like a, a test is meant to define issues these failures. before yeah. mission time. And this is an important mission. It's the Artemis one mission, which is probably going to fly in 2021. If not, you know, 2022, but it's the, it's the mission around the moon to send Orion around the moon and back. And, mm. um, and that's, A big deal so you know uh, good luck yeah no
1: (laughs) we're just we're all kind of used to sls just being pushed back like it's just like all right what's another couple months at this point like you know uh it's been in development for the past like i I think officially technically six years but i think it's been like technically 10 years since it's kind of it's a heritage program that just keeps on getting renamed yeah and uh reassigned (laughs) Yeah, it was like it was. Yeah, it went from Ares to National Launch System, the Space Launch System. So like, I am um, I just hope that Ares was
0: Ares was the best name, by the way. The
1: a- Constellation Program did have the best names. Yeah, Ares One, Ares Five. It was yeah, it was actually named the rocket name.
0: Ares One X.
1: Oh yeah, Ares One X, which was the yeah, which was the demo mission. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> I, I, So next year, yeah, so hopefully we get to see this, you know, the results of the testing next year and if they can do their green run test. Because I know you're patiently waiting for that. Uh It's a seven minute hot fire, right?
0: Yeah, Uh, it's eight and a half minutes or so.
1: Eight and a half minutes, yeah. You're, I know you're patiently waiting, and we'll
0: never that. see that because at an actual launch, the thing's gonna gonna take off and be gone. I, I know. I wish I could join you
1: so badly with and this that, is eight minutes it's of
0: firing in place. It's like it's, just it's like near, as if you went with the rocket.
1: <laughs> yeah, now it would be really dope if the if the solid rocket boosters were strapped on, like in a right, test stand, yeah. and it simulated everything for like for the entire flight. That would be amazing. They should just like awesome. put
0: out a couple of big speakers to simulate the noise. <laughs>
1: Oh, you would need to have massive speakers. I don't think their speakers yeah. large enough to yeah. to be able to you know, see those, those boosters. Yeah. Uh, one final thing for Boeing is after I don't know how many, it, it, because most of this is space flight, but this is kind of one little, little um, aerospace thing, the 737 MAX ban got lifted.
0: Which, 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 so I I lived, uh, I move a lot, but I lived in two different places since then, since it was banned. Oh <laughs> my me too. I lived, i yeah, I
1: lived in Orlando. Then I lived in Wisconsin. And then I lived back in South Florida.
0: Yeah.
1: And now I'm back in Wisconsin. Yeah. So
0: 346 people died from, uh, two fatal crashes of the, uh, the, the 747 max, which is their mm-hmm. you know next generation megaplane. And that's too many people and too few flights. So it yeah. was grounded and, and, um, it was grounded for longer than expected it had its first flight i think this this month um so it met the end of 2020 but that's a touchy thing like i i think planes are awesome and like flight is awesome and i'm mm-hmm. kind of adventurous and like you know i that's one thing i love about motorcycles is it's a little bit risky um you know and, and so i feel like i, I so i feel I,
1: like flying flying though shouldn't be that risky, it
0: like, should. It, it shouldn't be like yeah. space flight is airplanes aren't, and so yeah, mm-hmm. this wasn't this was an oversight in a big way.
1: Uh, are you because I know, um, Southwest is a big customer of the 737 MAX, and that's yeah. a really popular airline uh, yeah. for people to fly. In. I fly on it a lot. Um, I, I've more transitioned to American and now JetBlue because JetBlue's awesome, yes. Sir. Um, <laughs> but uh. I don't if I if I book a ticket on Southwest and I see because it tells you what plane you're flying on. If I see 737 Max, I, I probably won't fly. I'll probably cancel. I I uh, how about you?
0: I think I would. I'm pretty sure I would. And and but but ignore. But just me. I wouldn't take my family on that flight yet.
1: So you would a, fly, but not your family. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I. Yeah. No. Because think, think about, the- about
0: it, like like like. like families were lost in that you know
1: yeah and it's one thing I, I
0: to like the i can make this that, for myself but not for my kids
1: if they would have just came up be like hey we fixed the issues and it's free we're flying again it's great but then they go like and hey, we're gonna have a 24 7 like war room oh, yeah yeah that was the wrong anything?
0: name to call it a war <laughs> room. that
1: was a terrible name to call it. and also just like oh you're gonna be monitoring every flight to make sure there's no issues okay yeah. um maybe it's not ready yeah <laughs> So, yeah, I I think I don't know what the other other companies are flying. I just know that Southwest is a really big customer. I think also United and and I think and also American are big customers as well. But um, I fly most of the routes I fly on American are mostly always done on Airbuses. So um, I don't know. Like it's uh, that's a it's. I don't know, man. I don't know what to think about that for 2021. I just, I just, my hope for 2021 is that it's, it's fine. Everything's great. We see no issues.
0: Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the first, um,
1: it is a really awesome plane. Like it's a really, it's, it's very, very fuel efficient. It can go, it can fly much faster, uh, much further on less fuel. So that's, is a real, it's a reason to have that plane because we would like to see, the, air, uh, the airline industry, like their pollution go down. And it's kind of the whole reason for this is there'll be more fuel economy, like, you know, thought worthy, The not burn as much fuel in the air. So yeah, it, it's <laughs> we would like to see this plane good, you know, take off and, and be successful.
0: And just to give you an idea of the history of Boeing 747 Max, the first Boeing 747 Max flight was January 2016. So we're looking at four this years is... later, it might be safe.
1: Was, when it, was the first, when was the first crash? Was it that I year think, as well?
0: I think it was like 2017 or 2018 okay. when it was grounded. So it had to have been pretty, pretty soon around then.
1: Cause I remember it, um, I remember it happening when I was in college and then I remember people talking about it in college and I remember, uh, 2018
0: back, was the but, first crash. Okay. And then there was one a month later. Okay. And then there was that one three sense. months later. So and, there was, yeah, and then, then there was yeah yeah so it was, so was I just
1: we're just hoping that yeah hopefully the next I want to see it be very essential in the next three you know next three four years maybe I might start flying on it but uh yeah.
0: and it was grounded uh, in twenty nineteen of March so you know okay. over a, over a year ago almost two years
1: ago. Um, yeah and another company that we'd like to see be successful is Astra because sure Astra see, I mean we the, also you know, really love Astra
0: yeah Astra is founded by. um, couple of folks with with nasa and spacex experience so Mm -hmm. they're they're definitely like low-key startup small rocket um the most novel thing in my uh view is where they launch from in in alaska Um, it's so unique it's it's just it's it's really cool um but you know they've got they've got a a good name astra they've got um their small rocket they launch and and they reached space for the first time um, mm-hmm. last year. I love you know, that
1: they're also they're in a really, they're like, they're so secretive. And it's it's like, there's blue orange, blue origin secretive, which is kind of annoying. Sure. They don't tell you anything. Yeah. And then there's Astra secretive, which is more like evil lair, kind of funny, hilarious. I like it because they, <laughs> they took over a former military base as their headquarters to build these rockets. They test them in underground bunkers. Like, <laughs> like it's kind of like the coolest, like, kind of like, re- it's like, Okay, I, we like this secret. This is a fun sure. type of secret company, yeah. and uh, so this year they had their first opportunity to launch another another company that's that's been building up to 2020, and they finally mm-hmm. get their chance. Um, this was middle of this year. About um, they were a part of the DARPA launch challenge. DARPA being, uh, don't ask me what it stands for off the top of my head because I said, don't. It's a really long acronym, but they're like the people, the DoD that makes really really cool stuff, kind uh, of the research and development part. And they had a launch contract, a launch challenge to um, to pretty much uh, it was to like kind of like fast relaunching the launcher payload at once at one um, like launch complex, one area, mm-hmm. and then take it set every, take everything down, move all your operation to another. Well, not taking it down. Sorry, to launch from one area, and I think you had like a week or so to launch from another area. Uh huh. So. And Astra's idea. This there were there were three. Or, I think there were three companies. And Astra's, at this point was the only one still in the challenge. All right. the other companies they were defunct and dropped out and stuff like that. And uh, their whole idea of this was we're just going to bring our launch, our whole everything we need for launching on on uh, storage storage containers, shipping like shipping storage containers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Set everything up. Rocket comes out of one. The other fuel comes out of another one, and just launch, take everything down, move over to another slab of concrete, and then launch again. So they sadly missed the DARPA challenge this year. Um, They kind of had a deadline, and they were trying to launch like the day before the deadline for the challenge ended. And they ended up getting scrubbed several times due to there was weather. There was technical issues. Mm -hmm. There were range issues because an issue with new... Ranges. So you have, of course, the Eastern Range and the Western Range, and then you have on the eastern side you have Florida and Virginia, and the western side you have Kodiak, Alaska, Vandenberg Air Force Base in California, and these, you know, the people know about that stuff. Know like they're they know that there's going to be areas you can't go into, but Kodiak is kind of new, so. Someone, I think it was someone kayaking. I think that ended up scrubbing oh it gosh. because they didn't know that there was someone. It was just like it was just a it was a wayward boat, and they didn't know, and they got yeah. scrubbed. Which is kind of an issue with a lot of these
0: just new sites. Yeah.
1: So it ended up being pushed, and I think the final one was weather again. And, yeah, uh, and, and this they ended was up back having. In,
0: um- this was, this was March 2nd is, is when I, I started okay. doing Space Explored in February, the end of February. So this was one of the first stories I wrote for, for Space Explored when I just built the site out of nothing. And, um, and, you know, it's, it's kind of neat that it, it's gone from that to they've reached space this year. Um, yep. I was I was looking at the DARPA launch challenge and the story I'd written in March second and uh, it's the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency that's DARPA.
1: Defense Advanced yeah. Research. Pro- yes, right. That's what it is. I know <laughs> yeah. it was Defense Research and like I, I don't remember what it is off the top yeah. my head.
0: But that was but, one uh, of the you know that was I was watching that attempt and it was one of those bombers where it's like ah, I mean it's like artificially yeah. limited but okay. No. Yeah, no. they
1: had to give the payloads
0: back. And I'm kinda
1: of like just like, come on, like give them another couple more days. They could do yeah. it. They actually had a live stream. Yeah. And this is where we had uh oh gosh, what was it? I think it was Nate? there was a guy. He just I don't remember what he did. He's something with weather and uh I can't remember what his uh his call name was, but they just called him Ben. <laughs> and because they go through the whole go no go list and just get to yeah. Ben, Ben Go. And I'm like, who the hell is Ben? We need to figure <laughs> this guy out. And we <laughs> found him on Twitter and he was hilarious. That's great. Um yeah, and uh so yeah, then they had they had their second flight up opt- or their yeah, their second flight opportunity first launch. Um, which again, these are test again, more test launches. Uh it got up uh I think it was like 30 or 40 second flights before the engine cut out and it came back down. There's amazing video of it, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Um I don't know uh, one reason why I think we also love Astra is because our friend John Krauss is a photographer here on the Space Coast. Uh-huh. They hire him every single time to come out here. And always a f- And he just can post whatever he likes. Because usually when you're hired by a company, you can't really say much what you're doing. You just mm-hmm. take photos, send them to them, and they post them. Mm-hmm. He can post all the photos he wants. He can share all the stuff he wants. And he, it's always great to see kind of like just from a photographer's perspective, yeah. going out to a launch. So... They brought them out for DARPA challenge, and they brought them out for their next two flights. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so the first DARPA
0: flight... DARPA was uh, Rocket 3.0, I think. Uh, the next was, 3. What was It
1: was 3.0. 3.1. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And they, they kind of have their their naming scheme just like, I guess, 3.0 and then whatever iteration they're on. It's kind of like a whole cool little thing. And then we saw uh, um, Rocket 3.2 for yeah. the second flight, which ended up making it to space this time. Uh-huh. Um, just barely missing orbit, though. Um, And they are looking forward in 2021 to flying uh, again, this with no hardware changes. They said no software changes. I don't, because they have to, they said that their mixture, their fuel to oxygen mixture on their second stage was off. And that's why they didn't make it to orbit. They used up too much fuel and not enough and had plenty of more oxygen. So, I don't know what that means for changes. I assume that software changes, but I don't know. But, I, think, uh, I, guess I, they, I think
0: you call that an operational change.
1: That's probably more of an operational change. It might have been they probably had, they don't have to change anything drastic in the software. They probably just to change a few values in there yeah. for what they're going to be. Right. fixing. it's, it's, it's not
0: in. a new code base, but it's 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 a new process or changing. Yeah, the there the was method. no
1: issues with the software other yeah. than they just they they thought about something wrong which is the reason why you do these test flights yeah and so i think they're flying payloads on the next flight huh Um, yeah sounds right so they're real confident about it and i'm super excited i so want to go through alaska like i have friends in alaska too like family members there that i think live near kodiak cool (laughs) but uh (laughs) it's a very big state but i don't know how i'm going to get there (laughs) sure so i snowmobile snowmobile
0: 737 Max. max (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh gosh. Um, So yeah. So that's we're really looking forward to hopefully more flights from them in 2021.
0: Yeah, and Fire.
1: their first first successful flight to orbit.
0: Yeah, let's try and run through a, f- a few of these quick so we can we can uh, be on time here. So Fire, yeah. f- Firefly didn't see a launch this year, right? But but we saw a lot of they're ready. Uh, hardware, they're ready to launch, and, and yep. some some gnarly paint jobs. <laughs>
1: Yes, they have probably the coolest looking rocket ever. But yeah, no, they're looking forward. their their rockets at Vandenberg and they're ready to launch in 2021. So, so we'll really happening. look forward to that. Yeah. The year of Firefly. Uh, yeah, the year of Firefly. Blue Origin. Get through that mm-hmm. one real quick as well. Yeah. Um, again, super secretive. Don't know much about them. We saw a fairing in the beginning of the year that actually wasn't even a fairing for a Flight. It was like a test article fairing.
0: So it's the That's, it's the New Glenn like sixty. Is it sixty meters? Is that right? Uh it's huge, dude. Fairing? I don't know. Like yeah, it's, it's massive,
1: it's massive. But yeah. uh, yeah, we saw they're building up their infrastructure over the Cape for their New Glenn launch facility. Uh-huh. They have a huge factory there. Huge launch complex. blacks. We saw they some launched launch a gift mount.
0: shop store online this year. They launched a gift. For,
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, we saw their launch mounts come in as well for their. So like they're getting close. So yeah. I think they're planning on launching in 2021 of New uh-huh. Glenn um their first be4 for flight ready be4s will be uh coming up next year sending them to ula because they'll be using the beat the blue origin be4 engine for yeah. their vulcan rocket so we saw we'll be seeing that next year um hopefully the first flight of new Glenn. um did they fly new shepherd this year they flew right?
0: once this year. Yeah, it was in September yeah. or so, um, maybe October. They had a they had a, a second launch plan for December, but as things happened, it got pushed into probably January. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's you know we look at at 2020 in in the pandemic, and they didn't slow down at first. And around March, April, there was a big profile um, published about. Uh, company employee dissatisfaction with needing to travel between Washington state and uh, West Texas, where they launched from and that mm-hmm. the, that the folks involved um, fairly didn't feel like what they were doing was essential because it wasn't a, a government contract and it wasn't for national security. It was just for blue origin. And so yeah. um, then they, I think the response basically was, okay, we're going to, we're going to make this commitment to the, uh, New Shepard 13 flight, which included uh, this NASA LIDAR technology that'll be used for um, lunar landing. Um, yep. But, and it, you know, and it was New Shepard goes up, comes right back down, and, and they did it, and there was no issues. You know, this yep. is a demonstration, this is an actual implementation. Um, but uh, yeah, NS 14, I think we're going to see in, in January, February timeframe.
1: Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah, hopefully that's that's gonna be a good year for Blue Origin. I'm super excited to see a new Glenn launch.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Rocket Lab within about a year within within a year they were they went from we're not going to reuse our rockets it's un it's un- not economically sound it's not uh-huh. gonna work to announcing they're gonna do uh, reusability to uh-huh. reusing their fir- not reusing but recovering their first booster. Uh-huh. Um, so they started off the year with with testing out different little sensors and different uh, on there to make sure you can actually make it through the re-entry because that was kind of their biggest part of the yeah. Electron rocket, which is yeah. also the clarifier of the Electron rocket is. It's, it's a small set launcher. It's kind of like a miniature Falcon 9. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, has, it has nine engines on the first on the first stage, one engine on the top, all electrically pumped, which is new and uh-huh. exciting to see electric, uh, electric pumps. That's the name, yeah. <laughs> Electron, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, so we saw... Um they're figuring figure out pretty much how they're Land their booster back, uh, or get through their booster back through reentry. And they, they did a
0: cool in, in the spring of 2020. They did a cool demonstration with with you know two helicopters, one to to drop, oh, yeah, you know, a test article, and one to recover it. Um, and in practice, it'll be one helicopter that does the recovery because you know the, the rocket launches and comes back doesn't need to drop yep. it you know from another helicopter. Uh, but it's pretty much like catch it in a net, and it's pretty freaking epic. <laughs> like, yeah, it's is awesome. It's
1: the snagging the booster pretty out of the air. Now for their first reflight or first recovered booster they did a splashdown they didn't want to add humans into the mix just yet Uh, but they did route they were able to recover it and they said it looked really good the only issue that they had was with the heat shield on the bottom of the booster which wasn't designed for Mm re-entry it was only designed for flight they just didn't they just wanted to see what would happen which is yeah which is fun so another thing they had actually was their probably a record turnaround for a failed flight. They had their first failed electron flight this year. Uh, Pixar didn't happen. Very
0: unfortunate naming. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, had, like Canon with, image satellites on board and yeah, you know, it was all
1: very photo centric and it was a really yeah. cool mission. It was all, sadly, yeah, all,
0: all earth imaging satellites.
1: And sadly, I don't, uh, I believe there was an issue with the second stage. It was a putting issue that I like putting, which is like, they put around connectors. It, uh, a connector came loose and they lost power. Um, and so it didn't make it in the orbit. Um, they were able to turn around just as quickly as a normal launch. Um, I remember there was an article where I was talking about turnaround times for them because they only have one pad. Mm-hmm. So, and I and I counted out every single launch they did with uh, turnaround dates. And this was actually quicker than some other launches between successful launches. So I'm saying like, yeah. do I count this as like? I was trying to do an average out of like their average turnaround date. Do I add this one in it? Because they, it was technically a failed launch. And I'm like, it was faster than some normal launches. Like sure. I, I, I have to add it in there. It was, it was, it was really quick how they turned around yep. and uh, launched successfully in the back. And they launched in New
0: Zealand, so in, in New Zealand is you know mm-hmm. by its nature an island, and so um, in Australia and New Zealand they've had I don't know what it's currently like, but they've had instances this year where they're actually COVID free, where they have zero cases, um, yep. and they and, and they've had like some travel agreements I think between the islands, um, but uh, so so that's been helpful for them to stay on 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 track this year versus something like Blue Origin or in the U.S. Yeah. It's not been the case. Because
1: they were expecting to have their first U.S. launch this year from yeah. Virginia, uh, uh-huh. the Mid-Atlantic Regional Spaceport in Virginia, a.k.a. Mars. Uh, yes. It's a great name. I love it. It is. It,
0: it is. And, and it's not a background name either because it's like it's just to get there by accident probably.
1: <laughs> yeah. And due to the COVID, that has been pushed back until they can deal with COVID because people yeah. from New Zealand can't travel to the United States.
0: Yeah. They do so, have a second launch, launch pad uh, coming online soon in New Zealand, right? P-
1: yeah, that's getting real close. They put the launch mount down on it. The launch is just concrete. So that's getting close. Uh, ULA did ULA things. I wrote that down in the notes.
0: They sent Solar Orbiter to the sun <laughs> in February. They did they,
1: really, they launched all the really cool missions this year, uh, which is something we kind of just expected them to do because sure. of ULA. They launched yeah. the cool missions, uh, Solar Orbiter from ESA um mars 2020 aka perseverance mm-hmm. and ingenuity uh-huh. um nasa's so, newest lo- uh, mars rovers to mars mm-hmm. as well yeah,
0: mars uh, rover and mars helicopter Yeah.
1: and yeah mars <laughs> mars drone yeah uh so yeah no it's and then NRL four,
0: it, in nrol 44 the national reconnaissance 44 Office, we got to finally um, see classified payload delta, but that's the delta 4 heavy launch yeah
1: yeah finally got to see the delta 4 heavy launch again well Daryl got to see it launch. We did not yeah, have to get to, it get launch, to see but,
0: it. We, uh, we were down in Texas for that. But yeah, we, we, but, saw, uh, we saw we saw two previous attempts though.
1: We did get to see it roll up close. I love the Delta IV heavy, so I'm, I'm happy to see that thing finally lift off and, and launch over that very launch, long, very long launch campaign. Yeah, uh, they're they're showing progress for Vulcan for 2021. Mm-hmm. Their new next generation rocket, uh, which will be replacing the Delta, well, it'll be replacing the Delta IV and Atlas, but. Delta Four Heavy still has many years ago with their contracts. They have three more launches, I believe. Two from yeah. is it two from the Cape and then one from Vandenberg, right?
0: That sounds right to me. And then also Starliner, you know, Boeing spacecraft with crew on board launches on a ULA rocket. What is it? It's an Atlas, right? It's and an Atlas. So,
1: so we've I've tried probe we've all plenty of people have tried probing uh, Tori Bruno, their CEO on Twitter, if there will be human rating the Vulcan, because if the human rate the Vulcan. It pretty much means that Starliner will be moving over to Vulcan.
0: Yeah, I, th- um, I think the like combat, the, I think It has to be a yes, but you have to get Vulcan flying before you can even consider that.
1: It will be human rated eventually. Like, yeah. we all know it's going to happen because yeah. the idea is Vulcan will be replacing Star um Atlas eventually, yeah. um, and they'll be flying. Um, Dream Chaser next year, hopefully as well from Sierra Nevada Corporation. I, th- I
0: think Dream. Ch- I think we're looking at 2021 now, just because I think situations. it's still
1: 2021. I think it's like the second or third flight. I think of the Vulcan. I think yeah, it would have plenty- been would have
0: been this year, but but based on on uh, on on Vulcan's
1: there were issues. Progress, there were plenty. Yeah. There were a lot of issues, not necessarily with ula with other companies but
0: well and uh, and and the be four engine, the blue you know versus blue they, origins um engine you know, be four uh yeah it, it's it's that's been a years-long partnership together and it's taken a little mm-hmm. bit longer than than, than planned to yep. get that thing right
1: and they're finally getting those flight ready engines next year and mm-hmm. then uh, this year now yes yeah. the oh yeah pretty much this year yeah. yeah this year yeah we can say that now so mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so they're showing a great progress for Vulcan. I'm super excited for Vulcan. I love the rockets. I'm pretty unbiased towards that. So, um, do you want to tackle SpaceX this year?
0: Okay, so SpaceX had 25 <laughs> launches, um, four alone in in November. We look at Which that a record. and what what We're adds real,
1: four in one month. That's a record. What,
0: what adds to that is uh, Starlink, so they're launching their internet satellites into space, and they've mm-hmm. actually taken their Starlink internet service, um. Online and, and select markets with their, it's better than nothing beta program. Uh, we, we get the cost for that being, I think a hundred bucks a month and 500 bucks to like get started or so, something like that, which it's, it's for what you get seems to be pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, 14 were, were Starlinks, uh, <laughs> as you haven't yeah. So 14 of the 25, two, were astronaut launches so first was the demo 2 mission demo 1 being an uncrewed uh launch of the Dragon, the crew dragon spacecraft on a falcon 9 rocket to send that to the space station and come back safely to a splashdown in the in the Gulf of Mexico or the ocean uh Atlantic ocean um the second one being and that was uh Bob Bank and Doug Hurley who went to the space station just for the sake of that test flight um to dock uh, live on board for maybe a week or so, and then come back. And it ended up being like six weeks or so because they they just mm-hmm. happened to need the the helping hands on board. And I think it was Bob Banking who did a spacewalk, even on board with Chris uh, yes. with Chris. Yeah, Chris Bob Cassidy. did it
1: with Chris Cassidy, and they killed it on their spacewalks. They went yeah. from like they were going like, well, it's probably going to take like three or four spacewalks, and they did it in yeah. like. Like in one spacewalk, they did work so fast that they actually were doing work for the next spacewalk on that spacewalk. Yeah, which it, is which is what happens when you have a Navy SEAL running the space the space sure, station. Sure, like. with
0: Chris Cassidy. So, <laughs> uh, and, and, and part of that work was I think was doing some some prep work for um, the the NanoRacks Bishop. Uh,
1: uh, it air, was a They also changed out the batteries. they right. were using nickel. Oh, gosh. It was like nickel. Ion they, they, or,
0: right. They were, yeah, they were nickel, having more modern batteries were, with lithium.
1: Yeah. put actually lithium-ion batteries now and replaced the nickel something batteries that yeah. were launched, the
0: original batteries they launched with. Yeah. Uh, um, so that was, yeah, that Starship. was number two. And then, and then, well, the second one was, was crew one, which is, you know, oh, yeah, operational. Right. And so with that, you know, those astronauts, there's four there, they're still on board. And, and one was the first astronaut. There's also for some of the SpaceX launch women. Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, that, that's and
1: international astronaut as well, international Japan.
0: astronaut, black astronaut, uh, with, with, with Victor Glover. So that, just history making um Mm -hmm. and then starship so at the beginning of the year i was like starship cool cool i wish
1: i would have pulled up i got images of like aerial because there's there we have people who take aerial images and post them on twitter i wish i would have taken aerial images from january and now because that boca chica manufacturing area for starship has changed so much this year
0: starship got real this year and south starship got real real. weird.
1: Yeah, I think if any, if you can call any company had like, this was their year, it was spired SpaceX. I mean, every, every company did pretty good this year. I mean, with the circumstances that COVID brought, Mm -hmm. but SpaceX just knocked it out of the park.
0: Yep. And, and and again, we talked about before about spaceports. And if it's a commercial spaceport, you're at the mercy of, of the city, you know, the authority. If it's government spaceport, then it's oftentimes deemed essential. If it's your own, if it's your own, you know, build it yourself Area. in the middle of nowhere uh, launch complex, then um, you know, no you get to do whatever either. you want,
1: pretty much. Yeah, yeah.
0: And they're so far from people that it's it's actually you know it's just ranch land. Uh, and then the ocean, <laughs> Gulf of Mexico. Pretty so. much, yeah. So yeah, we
1: had we had three flights of Starships this year, which mm-hmm. beat 2019's one, I believe. We mm-hmm. uh, yeah, had so they all go through Starship. Does I'm I'm inclined to call them Star, SN stands for Starship number, not serial number, because no, I think super, they, they have in their long serial number. I think they actually do use a serial number, but boot, yeah. but for super heavy, they call them BN and then their uh-huh. number, which is booster number. And booster I'm like, number. I feel like SN should be Starship number, but. Uh, they had SN5 and 6. Um, so they they had, they started out with Starhopper in 2019. Then they built Mark, they started building Mark 1. Um, they had that up and running by the end of 2019. Just that was more of a high fidelity model rather sure. than an actual flight hardware. They did some flight tests with it, but it was really more of a model. They had Mark 2 here in Florida over in uh, Cocoa, in Cocoa. Uh-huh. Uh, their, little, their, their facility at, over oh, there. Wow, and then wow. that sadly got cut. And uh, it was kind of sad to see that thing get taken down because we can drive mm-hmm. past it. It's super cool. And then they started up, they renamed it with serial numbers, the SN1 through 4, which did various testing and exploding. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had SN5 M- imploding, right? and-, <laughs> imploding yeah. and exploding and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. SN5 did their, uh, did, was the first one to fly to 150 meters. Uh, previous star uh, Starhopper also did that as well. They were able to repeat that with SN6 to fly another 150 meters. Those two, five and six, are still sitting there at the facility waiting on things to do pretty much. Um, they got taken off for SN8. They did a few other test tanks and stuff like that, used new steel. And that did the miraculous half kilometer flight, which we were down there in Texas for, which is...
0: Imp- it was high I, of the year.
1: <laughs> I swear, I was going to say at the end of this year, if you would have asked me, like, in June, what was your highlight of 2020, I would have been, like, DM2. That was the first – that was probably the first launch that I, like, cheered, fist-pumped, cried. Like, I did all the emotions during that launch. And you've mm-hmm. seen me at launches. So I'm relatively mm-hmm. cool and calm and collective, like, during mm-hmm. launches, I think. At least I think I am. And uh, I thought that was going to be my highlight until I saw Starship belly flop down to Earth. And that was just so special. That was very special. Yeah. I lost my absolute mind. One day I might release that video of me, but it's it should have an R rating on it. But it was, uh, it for ex, extensive language use. But <laughs> like that was absolutely amazing to see, uh-huh. and I can't wait to go back and see uh-huh. like that. That's that just made my twenty twenty seeing that fly.
0: Yeah, and meeting meeting the folks out there, and getting to meet you know see folks already getting off. Oh, it oh my so god! Wonderful. Jesse. I loved. Yeah, you know, following
1: them on Twitter it was like that was like a. Uh, Yuri's night again for me from 2019 when I got to meet all the photographers on that space coast and yeah. I got to see meet all the people down and, and, up and, and we, we the did coast. it
0: we all did it safely with mask and distancing and everything um,
1: <laughs> oh yeah that was that was a, yeah real. I think it was actually the,
0: the best because it was all the smartest people in one place it was like the best demonstration of, of how to how to use a mask like how do you
1: socialize and come and yeah even like if, if you're drinking
0: everyone wears a mask and they just bring it down to sip and then put it right back up yeah. and it's like yeah. yep all right. Mm-hmm. You guys are, you, you were smart people.
1: <laughs> we were, we were very smart with all that. Uh, and then we can, we can start off with NASA now, what the NASA get to do this year and what they're looking at doing next year.
0: Yeah. NASA. Um, uh, so we, we talked before back in, um, in July was was uh, the, the the Mars uh, twenty twenty mission, which was Perseverance, the new rover, which is uh, headed to Mars. Will arrive in February, so we have that to look forward to on the eighteenth of February. It also includes Ingenuity, which is a tech demonstration of a um, you know a, helicopter. A, 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 yeah, I think they call it a quadcopter. So it's basically a drone. is programmed to. Oh, it has,
1: um, no, it's not quadcopter. No, it has two rotors. It's just a to, helicopter. To, it's uh, something. I don't know.
0: Anyway, <laughs> um, first one, first one in, first one, uh, in space or on, on another planet, and so maybe it'll work, maybe it won't work, but it's going to be a new demonstration, and um, that'll be very cool to see. Uh, in October, we're going to see the James Webb Telescope uh, launch. This has been years in the making, even the launch target shifting and shifting. Yeah, but yeah, they, they cross, feel pretty good about it.
1: Cross all your fingers that they. I mean, this is the one thing I'm happy to see delayed because this is a. You get one shot of doing it. (laughs) You get one shot of launching it. It's not like the Hubble where if you messed up, you can't go fix it. Like, this is a huge thing to have up in space. And I'm like, just... I don't care. Delay it for another five years. Just make sure it's right because that would yeah. be a terrible thing to launch and then have it fail out there. It's, in,
0: it's very tender. Out there by the moon. Yeah. They've done some cool demonstrations of like, or they, they've shared some cool media this year of like photos and videos of it, of it folding. And and it
1: looks, in. it looks sick. It looks yeah. awesome. It's, it's hands it's, it's down they, my they, favorite. Named they, for James satellite. Webb,
0: who was NASA administrator during the Apollo program, right?
1: Yes. He was okay. one of the, not the first, but he was one of the couple first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and they kind of describe it as like a time machine and that it can look so far into space that it's like, you know, it's what you're seeing happened a long time ago. <laughs> so
1: and the, and the joke is it can see so far back in the future. It's, it can see it's original launch date. So um, <laughs> ah, this is sad. because it's bad, but like James Webb space telescope, the, the telescope plans were designed back when Hubble was being built. Sure. Yeah. That's how far back this thing actually goes. Yeah. Um, it was, but back then the technology actually didn't exist to build sure. it until Fair, now. Yeah. So
0: well, until a few years ago, <laughs> but, yeah.
1: until like, until like, yeah, until yeah, years ago.
0: Yeah, um, and then also we're going to see some you know cool missions. So uh, Lucy is the name of one of these missions, which is going to happen in October, November, and this is to study eight Jupiter Trojan asteroids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- this last year we saw Osiris Rex, which was like. The, the t- touchdown on an asteroid, you know, grab some soil and bring it back. That's going to be happening in the future when we get that solar turn. Um, mm-hmm. but this, this, this one's going to be a, a cool one. And then Artemis 1, which is the first of the three Artemis missions, the second being sending crew around the moon, third being sending crew to the moon. First one has no crew on board, but it's to test space launch system as, um, a new rocket and test, uh, Boeing's, well, it's NASA. Na- NASA owns it. The, 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 um, the, the Orion capsule. Um, mm-hmm. First without crew for RMS-1. But it'll be a really cool, like, I think like a couple of weeks long lunar flyby mission where it goes around the moon, takes some cool pictures and everything, and collects new data, and then uh, returns home. And then uh, we're already seeing, you know, the, the next versions of Space Launch System be built and, like, rolled out of the Michoud, uh facility in New Orleans. And they won't have mm-hmm. to go through the Green Run test because it's, there's no changes needed there. Um, they'll just be built at the Kennedy Space Center or be assembled at the Kennedy Space Center and then fly astronauts 2022,
1: 2023, and uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll hopefully see. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, sometime. you, could, you don't.
0: You can't rush greatness.
1: You can't. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yep. very much so.
0: Yeah, so that, that, those are the big highlights for NASA for 2021, this coming year that we're in now. Um, Axiom is this company that. Um, they're kind of a, a, a travel, I think we talked about before, a travel agency where they find people to fly and they arrange yeah. these flights and they fly right now. They're, they're flying with, with, uh, with, with SpaceX is like, that's, that's, you know, they find the customers. SpaceX yeah. is the launch provider, uh, Crew Dragon being the vehicle and Falcon 9 being the rocket. Um, they've got a couple of, of, you know, basically paid staff you know former mm-hmm. astronauts to ride on, on board um and then some seats open we, you know we think tom cruise and his director for this movie that, that they've confirmed to be making on the space station uh, axiom's
1: a really cool company because it would not be possible for them to do what they're doing without what nasa has done to commercialize the space program yeah um, and the, and without really what spacex is doing to bring the cost so low as well um, to be able to actually launch the yeah, to be able to afford to launch on a Falcon 9 rocket.
0: No kidding. Yeah, they're, they're benefiting from. I mean, it's it's it, well, big big thing we saw a lot this past year was you know commercial space industry, not just mm-hmm. government space industry. And, um, this is just a great example of, of the, the, ramifications of that. Uh, and then the mission name, AX1, how can you beat that? That's, that's really cool. That yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so. I do. Yeah. AX1 is, it's a pretty cool. name. I can't yeah. wait to see that. I'm, I'm really looking forward to see that one fly. Especially hopefully yeah. with Tom Cruise. Yeah, and, huge. and,
0: and Space Adventures is another, another company that, that, um, SpaceX has, has made partnerships with to book, uh, mm-hmm. flights in outer space. So at the Axiom one being to the space station, Um uh, Space Ad- Adventures, I wrote this in February 18, 20, 2020, so it was <laughs> one of the first stories too. Um, Space Adventures, they want to fly Taurus to space, um, by 2022. So not this year, but next year. Uh, and theirs mm-hmm. is not to the space station. I think it's like, uh, a multi-day trip in space. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, um, that's
1: so cool. That's so freaking awesome.
0: Kind of remarkable. Yeah. So but this um, year's been crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, 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 they actually say. Uh, between in my headline, I say 2022, just to be conservative, but they, they say sometime between late 2021 and mid 2022. And there's been no signs probably like,
1: close to the mid 2022. I would yeah. Say. yeah,
0: but there's been even in pandemic times, there's been no slowdowns for SpaceX in terms of the hardware that would be used here. So, so Crew Dragon mm-hmm. and Falcon 9, um, and they'll Oof. have you know, conducted three astronaut missions so far, maybe four by the time this rolls around. Oh, yeah,
1: because so. we're looking at next year, we're looking at Crew Three, Crew Two, yeah. sorry in yeah. march and then crew three about six months later i think has it been confirmed that they're going to be launching crew three i think
0: i think it's uh fine. yeah yeah they, they've named three of the four astronauts too so one 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 we think yeah. is going to be a russian cosmonaut maybe but hopefully you know, if they
1: can they just say they're going to wait a couple launches before they start flying their own um cosmonauts on there and i think four i think three should be sufficiently enough to be successful but i guess it's up to up to them over there
0: yeah so, you know, again, Axiom and Space Adventures, those are two companies to pay attention to. And then Axiom is one where, you know, Axiom Space is the full name. Um, they've got plans for the Axiom Station, which just looks oh, so cool. Oh, it and, looks
1: awesome. I want to yeah. go to it till bed. It, it's a They're be extending it off of the U.S. side of the International Space Station at first. Uh-huh. And then eventually, when the International Space Station sadly probably will get defunded or i think it's till 2030 i think it's funded till but uh-huh. if it if they get to the point where they need to separate they can separate have their own power and their own life support systems on it and become their own floating station
0: that's right that's right yeah. uh, and, and you get the accident and one you can
1: use so cool. and you can use dragon or starliner with that since it would uh, it would use the international document adapter so either one could fly
0: yeah, just go to, just go to axiomspace.com slash axiom dash station and you can see axiom hub one, crew quarters wow. and research manufacturing yeah. capabilities, axiom hub two, they, they build it out. You have expanded crew quarters and research capacity, axiom lab being the next phase. And that's where it gets really cool because they got this, like, it looks like the bottom of a, um, a hot air balloon, you know, the, the canopy area, mm-hmm. the basket, mm-hmm. but it's glass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like this mm-hmm. glass basket on it's, the Axiom it's lab. It's like the,
1: like the cupola two, pretty much. The cupola is a module on the international space station, which is just more of a, it's kind of like an earth observation uh-huh. area. Yeah, all those it, really big windows. It's
0: all the iconic really pictures cool from, from space come from. Yeah.
1: yeah and it's kind of like um, that, but larger.
0: Yeah. And then Axiom is in 360. <laughs> Axiom power yep. tower is, is the next phase in that. Uh, and, and so, it, they, they have this thing planned out and, um, and that's, you know, that's their, their, their commercial space station basically. Uh, and yep. then part of the business will be flying tourists to space with SpaceX. So that's really neat. Um, and then finally, you know, <laughs> man, I'm going to, I'm going to go first here just because, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it means a lot, but, but we're going to talk about how our 2020 was for a moment. Um, it's on a personal level. So, um, man, you know, December 2019, I went to, NASA social, and as a SpaceX launch for CRS nineteen a commercial resupply services mission, and and I, I was just was such an adrenaline rush, and seeing smart space people around me, you know, my age, older, younger, um, people working on on NASA, you know, at NASA today, seeing you know touring facilities there, uh, that changed my life and <laughs> that <it> was like, <laughs> holy, there's this whole thing that's been going on. That's been happening. That's not just ancient history, but, um, happening even today. And in the, in the next decade, it's going to be a whole lot more, uh, every year's progress. Um, you know, uh, started doing space explored on my own in February. It became a, a nine to five Mac property in uh, May and then became my full time job in December, uh, in in part of that period, I I met you and I met Daryl. I met Daryl first. It was the you invited me on to the uh, Rapid Unscheduled Discussions podcast, which yep. I was honored to be a part of. It was anytime I could do anything involved <laughs> in space, you know, and, and pull from the Apple community. It was just very neat for me. And then we all got together for the Mars 2020 mission. And mm-hmm. shared a really crappy Airbnb, one bedroom. And, oh my gosh! Don't
1: remind me of that Airbnb, dude. Rough part <laughs> but was terrible.
0: Uh, we all got to know each other then, like, really well. And just talking to you guys about space explored—it wasn't just my idea anymore. It was you guys were saying it out loud too. um mm-hmm. Was it made it feel real? And we all got to go to the Mars 2020 launch and see that happen together and work together on that. And it was just remarkable. So that changed things for me. Where like now it feels it feels real as a thing. And, um, I could not have imagined, I mean, I had the vision, but not the plan and execution. And I, I, it, we wouldn't be where we are today without you and Daryl first coming on, um, and kind of making it a team effort. And and that's just been so cool. And then just on a personal level, getting to know you, Seth and getting to know Daryl, um, mm-hmm. getting to know, uh, Jared base and, and Nick Terry. Um, and, um, we've got a new contributor asset coming on board soon. And, uh, This is just really cool because, you know, it's been a pandemic year. It's been a year where I got divorced. I moved, um, you know, town or or States, um, you know, there's been a lot of low points, but there's been so many highlights of the year. Um, Mm -hmm. and right after DM two, I went back and bought a motorcycle and like learned to ride a motorcycle (laughs) and everything. It's (laughs) like those things have defined this year. Um, and it's been such a year of tragedy and loss, you know, and I've had family members die and, um, You know, uh, me and my kid's mom, we're we're very good friends still, and she's a nurse and she's going through like the hardest part of the pandemic now where she's losing patients, you know, and, and, and it's very, it's, it's a, it's a toll on her, um, but it, but so I can't imagine what the year would be like otherwise. And I was pretty burnt out on Apple reporting, you know, after seven years of doing that solely. Um mm-hmm. So this has been just a tremendous opportunity. I mean, even I live where I live now in Orlando in the community I live in because you recommended it to me, and it's just like all these things have lined up, and it feels like divine intervention. Yeah. Even knowing you, <laughs> so it's it's been. Such a hard year, but also one of those pivotal years. I turned thirty. You know, just so many things are set in motion. You're um, officially I, an old man now. Yeah, yeah. I have earned the gray in my beard finally. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> that that's my 2020. And you know, what what about for you?
1: I mean, it was such a it, it it's such a difficult year for everyone. And I felt, I honestly felt like in the past couple months, I felt like guilty. Sure. The 2020 has been so good to me. Yeah. Before this, I, I joined on... Did I join in... Uh, when did I join full-time? August, right? End of August? Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, before that, I was a software engineer, defense uh-huh. contractor, which uh, I felt kind of bad because I, I mean, like, I, most, I had a lot of software engineers lose their jobs or lose their contracts because now there's no money to pay for the contracts because now your business isn't making any money. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And I'm sitting there, I'm like, yeah, yeah, pandemic's good for, for our business as a defense guy, like, money's still coming. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as, as a, as a, as a defense contractor and like, I, I got really burnt out and, uh, I went through burnout. I went through my, finally my love for photography throughout this year. In January, I started a podcast reference, federal discussions uh-huh. as a me and Daryl sitting in a hotel room for, uh, SpaceX in flight abort go, Hey, we should just sit around and just, just, BS like this on a uh, like uh, just recording to a mic because uh, that should be fun and uh, so we started doing that weekly where I got to meet so many new people mm-hmm. you know we had I, we had to meet you which actually was like before I met you I was like a big nine to five Mac reader because I was yeah. I did a lot of iOS development and I uh-huh. was like oh my gosh Zach hall files me oh my gosh like he's in the space too oh my, we used to have her on the podcast. And so little did I know it would bring us into becoming finally media, like kind of a goal that Daryl wanted to do for a long time. Mm-hmm. The goal that I wanted to do for a long time was to see a launch from the press site and, and be able to like do this. And it turned into like a whole career change for me, which is like, Oh my gosh. like this was, You got to like, quit that job. I, can't you get, had I finally had got to quit my this. job, which I was yeah. completely burnt out that completely like, you know, not into anymore and hated it pretty much. So, I don't know, man. Like it, I, I, can't complain for 2020. Like I, I know many people have lost a lot of family members. Mm-hmm. You know, I've lost a family member. not the COVID, but just, you know, losing two of my grandparents this year and mm-hmm. like all those sure. other, you know, I can't really complain. It's been a great year and I get to do my dream job now and mm-hmm. we get to travel and I can't even wait for 2021 because it's going to be crazy.
0: Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's fun. Uh, You know, we we did uh, interviews for Mars 2020 and interviews for crew one interviews for, uh, for uh, CSR uh, 2021. Yeah. And um, you know, for me, like it's all built on seven years experience of Apple reporting and Mm -hmm. talking to Apple executives, talking to company executives and going to conferences and meetings. And like, you know, it's, it's all built from that experience, but now it's, it's in this field where I'm not the most educated, but I'm learning all the time. You know, yeah. and I learned stuff from, from, from you all. You know, I learned stuff from readers. I learned stuff from people on Twitter. It's like, it's, it's, a, it's awesome. Great community. Um, but those, those experiences with, with doing interviews with, with NASA folks this year and SpaceX folks this year is, um, I, I, I take it back to, to podcasting where I podcast guests or I interview guests on the podcast. And yeah. it's like, we start from nothing and we kind of figure out what we're talking about, you know, and how we, how we relate to each other and go from there. That, that's right. Every single week. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, we don't know
1: what we're talking about, but we figure it out towards the end.
0: Yeah. You you, 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 and, and you kind of just learn to, to talk to people, you know, it, that are just out of your league in terms of knowledge and, you know, their depth of what they work on and everything. And it's really neat. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's, that's awesome. Um, and I I said, just relating back to the Apple community, um, Jason Snell, who is, uh, is been in the Apple community, uh, reporting and and giving commentary for a few decades. Mm -hmm. Uh, we, we share the same birthday, but I think he's 20 years older than I am. And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) and, and he's always had this interest in space and, um, he's been like, a a, uh, managing editor for, for Mac world and then did his own thing with six colors several years ago and does a weekly podcast called upgrade, which is Apple focus has his own mm-hmm. podcast network uh, with the incomparable, which is media focused. Um, but, but years ago on, on, um, really FM, him and another pal of mine, Stephen Hackett, also very Apple focused, uh, started a podcast called liftoff, which is yep. space centric. And, um, and I went a year ago when I got into all this through NASA Social, I I used uh, Liftoff as a kind of a reference of like, here's the news of the week from people yeah. I trust in the Apple community, but it's all space focused. And that gave me so much foundation for what I needed to know to start, you know, Space Explored in in part. And then in this year, I got to be uh a, a guest villain for Steven, who I podcast with before and did my first podcast with Jason Snell, who's like a, an idol of mine, like a hero of mine in the industry. Um, uh, for so many reasons. And, uh, that was, you know, like not launch related. That was one of the highlights of the year. And it was, it was a day where, uh, I had just moved and my kids were here out of school for, because of COVID. And it was like podcasting in the bedroom, not in like the most ideal environment. And they were in the background and I was like heavily using the mute switch <laughs> like crazy, <laughs> but it was such yeah. a cool opportunity. I couldn't miss it. So, um, that was awesome. And I hope to may, maybe this year we can have, have those folks on, uh, on, on our, on our, on our, our podcast. So, uh, and hey, we, we've got, um, Rud's coming online soon, right? With uh, yes, with Space Explorer for the first time.
1: Yeah, so we're moving over Rud's, which was just kind of we're using our own thing, distributing it through Anchor, which is like what everyone does when they start out a podcast. So they're coming on to the fully on to the
0: Nine to Five Network, which is super super exciting. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So we'll have two shows. I think we're going. I think Space Time. We you know we're looking at we're, we're weekly. Um, noon on fridays,
1: fridays. yeah the, this, there.
0: the last couple of weeks has been christmas and new year so so on friday so but but otherwise noon on Fridays on YouTube, uh, com plus space explored uh and then ruds is is going to be you know the interview focused show and uh, that's, you, in, uh you
1: and opinion focused type type uh-huh. show with me and daryl sauce who, who sometimes yeah. writes and takes a lot of photos for us yeah, yeah. so uh yeah be, we've been doing and, it for about a year and uh uh, Monday nights, 9 PM. And that's probably where we'll stick with the time. Cause cool. right now it works for both of us. So I think we're coming back um, late January, mid to late January. We'll be coming back for uh, cool. our season two with nine
0: to five. Awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait for it to happen because it's just more space explored, media to enjoy that. I don't have to create myself. So I love that. <laughs> <It's> teamwork. <laughs> yep. Just offload all your work to other people. Then you can just sit
1: back and just rank in the money.
0: That's right. And then, and then, um, you know, just, just kind of at large in the, in the space realm. Um, something I'm looking forward to in this next year. I mean, everything that we just discussed, because why not? Um, yeah. but, but specifically, you know, seeing the core stage hot fire test at Cenis, you know, hopefully that, that comes online soon. Um, yeah. if Artemis one happens in 2021, seeing that was just going to be remarkable because I've never, well, I mean, it's a brand new vehicle and it's a moon mission. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like seeing an Apollo mission. It's crazy. I cannot wait. Um, uh, and then anything yeah. we can see with Starship is awesome. So.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. I think we're not, we probably won't make it for SN9, but for hopefully maybe SN10 if it doesn't pick up really, really quick. Yeah. Depends on how quick they pick it up because so they're already finished the fins for SN10 onto the node. Like yeah. SN10 is pretty much almost ready to fly, which is crazy. But uh, um, I'm looking forward to hopefully the first uh, orbital flight of Starship this year mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. on a on a super heavy booster, which would just be stupid um, <laughs> to see. And then. Um, of course uh all the all the really the new launches i'm looking for hopefully seeing vulcan launch um seeing new glenn launch uh hopefully sls late in the year launch as well yeah um I, i'm a sucker for new launches so yeah. I, i'm super excited for that stuff i would hope hopefully all that happens in, in 2021
0: awesome all right anyone who's listened i really appreciate it um we we are doing this weekly so i, I you know that, that's what you have to expect from us and um, if you have any uh, feedback for the show or, or any comments you want to share, uh, you can email me at, at Zach at com. and C-A-C. Um, Seth, you're Kirk, K-U-R-K at SpaceExplorer.com, right?
1: Yep, sadly our our big boss man has has Seth locked down. So, <laughs> yep.
0: and um, anyone who tends in, you know, we're still in the early days of this, so feel free to send us an email or a tweet. Um, I'm on Twitter at Apollo Zach, apollozac, A P O L L O Z A C and and you're on Twitter at
1: I'm at Seth Kirk S C T H K U R K.
0: Yeah, we really appreciate the feedback. It helps us keep doing this. And um, you can subscribe on Apple Podcast, on Spotify, Overcast, Google Podcast, um and uh, we're on YouTube uh, weekly at Space Explored, uh, YouTube.com slash Space Explored. So thanks for so much support. We really appreciate it. Uh, give us feedback in the early days. It helps us keep going. And um, we'll see everyone next week. Bye.